Susan Miller bringing you hope for the uprooted. I am delighted to have the pleasure of your company. You know how much you matter to me and your listening just makes my day. And I always love it when we have a special guest because I love all my special guests. I do not have anyone on my podcast that I don't love. So there you go. Today is especially uh, special for our show, Hope for the Uprooted, because this is a woman who knows what being uprooted looks like and feels like and what a major life change brings into your life through the military. As you all know, military is near and dear to my heart because I am an Air Force brat. And my husband was an Air Force soldier. And so to me, the military spouse is just like melts my heart. So I will introduce to you, you will love her, you will enjoy her. And she's going to give us some great insight into Army life. But meet Sherita Knobloch. And she is in El Paso, Texas, and she's an Army wife. And Sharita, welcome. Thank you so much, Susan. I'm so excited to join you today and maybe share a little bit of hope for your listeners, the uprooted experience that is the military spouse life. Absolutely. And I um, know you from several years back through... Mm -hmm. Uh, what you're going to share, some of the things you're going to share with us today about Army Wife Network. But first of all, tell me about your family. How many kids do you have? What are their ages and Mm -hmm. all that good stuff? Yeah, so I'm a military spouse, as you mentioned, Susan. Uh, We're stationed near Fort Bliss in El Paso. We're coming up on almost four years here, which is the longest we've ever stayed anywhere in our military career. Uh, We did a pseudo, I call it a pseudo PCS in 2020, uh, summer of. So my husband was done with his first sergeant time here at Fort Bliss and we kept our house and he just did a career broadening assignment in Las Cruces. So he commutes every day, but we were able to kind of stay in the same community. But um, so yeah, my husband's been in for 18 years now, active duty infantry with the army. I've been married to him for a little over 11, coming up on 11 and a half. We've been in love for 13 years and some change. So um, the first year of that um, courtship was, of course, long distance during a combat deployment back in the day. Um, So, yeah, we're stationed here and we have two kiddos together. Uh, My daughter, Karis, just turned nine and my son, Malik, is five. And so they are super fun, hilarious, and incredibly resilient military kiddos. Uh, As for me, um, I recently received my doctorate of education in community care and counseling, pastoral counseling from Liberty University. So super relieved to have that done. God carried me through that experience. If any of your listeners ever had the chance to work on a dissertation during a pandemic while homeschooling as a military spouse, uh, good luck. Um, you can hit me up and I'll, I'll try to offer some encouragement, but there were some obstacles there that was not part of the no plan plan five years ago when I started the journey, but we made it through. And so now as, um, owner and commander of army wife network, I'm excited to continue to use my education and my love of empowering military spouses to 
encourage them, whatever the live season brings them. Well, boy, did you just say a book worth. Uh, And needless to say, I am so proud of you because I have been your cheerleader on this journey and, you know, just been in your corner cheering you on and just am so proud of you. You you have accomplished you outside of, you know, your first priority, your husband and your children, what you have accomplished yourself is phenomenal. And then how you use that and how you have ministered to other women through not just your education, but through your heart and your passion and your understanding of the military spouse. So tell us that's leading right in. You mentioned Army Wife Network. Share what that's all about. Army Wife Network is kind of what it sounds like. It's an online network, a hub of resources. We've been around for, let's see, we have our own podcast and 2022 marks 17 years on the air. I think we just, we're almost hitting 900 episodes. So we're just a few episodes short of that 900 celebratory mark of podcasts in our archives. And I kind of like to joke that we were podcasting before podcasting was cool because I was not listening to podcasts in 2005. So um, we've been around the block for quite a while now. And Army Wife Network was kind of birthed out of Army Wife Talk Radio, the podcast. And so this marks, uh, let's see, 12 years, I think, that Army Wife Network has been around. So we're a global network. We're on all social media platforms at Army Wife Network. Our website, armywifenetwork.com. We have everything from... Of course, deployment resources, parenting resources. We added a huge uh, uh, category of all things PCS last year. It's the PCS one-stop. So anything related to PCSing over OCONUS moves with pets or command sponsorship or our most popular resource is post with the most, which we highlight 42 different military installations, primarily Army. um, And it gives you the rundown of what to expect, what units are stationed there, restaurants, possible places to live, social media connections as far as Facebook, PWOC, CWOC, the buy-sell pages, the one-stop shop is really what we're about. And so I've been with Army Wife Network for eight years now, Uh, started out as a blogger, and then as they say, it just escalated quickly. And so now I'm getting ready to start my third year as owner and commander and leading our volunteers because we all are, we are all volunteer powered, including myself. Um, So that's kind of what we're about. And our main focus is to empower the military spouse, really shift that narrative from what can often feel initially like deprivation. You know, we, we think we don't get to choose where we live or when he or she goes and comes and where our kids go to school and what climate we're in, et cetera. But shifting that narrative to being empowered, making those choices and having that perspective that just kind of lifts us up and makes us stronger. And then we can do the same for other military spouses in their journey. And what I love about Army Wife Network is that you are the same as Just Move Ministry in the fact that you encourage Mm -hmm. and bring hope to uprooted women. Mm -hmm. And our studies are in 
a lot of military chapels. We bring hope and encouragement to uprooted women. And a lot of times people forget that military means move and Mm -hmm. that, that all of you are uprooted women. And so that's a whole part of our ministry outreach. And then to be partnering with you uh, over the years, I've written um, blogs and I've done podcasts for Army Wife Network. I've been very entrenched with you, which we love because it's reciprocal Mm -hmm. and you get the word out about us. We get the word out about you and uh, we believe in what you're doing because you are giving the military spouse hope and encouragement through so many venues. And so if you are a military spouse listening, and this is your first introduction to Army Wife Network or Sharita, we're going to have all her links on our podcast when we post this. And so we want to make sure that you connect with her or connect with Army Wife Network to connect and to build community. Mm -hmm. So um, do you have just a simple link right now you can share in case somebody's fast at writing? It's super easy. It's literally our name.com. So armywifenetwork.com. You can find everything you need there. The almost 25, over over 2,500 blog posts and Again, almost 900 podcast episodes. And I'll add one more thing for those of you who are listening. Um, Even though our name says Army and Wife, back in the day, you know, 12 plus years ago when we started, it was primarily for Army and for wives. But in those 12 years, our resources have expanded so drastically that now a majority of our resources apply across all branches across all components. So active duty, ETS, retired, um, you know, guard, reserve, all the components and for all affiliations with the military. So of course the wives, but also all spouses, a lot of information for military children, service members, and even veterans themselves. I am so glad you said that because that's something that, um, that women need to know that, Hey, Mm -hmm. you're included. You know, Mm -hmm. you are included. You belong. Yeah. Come sit at our table. We probably have something for you. Absolutely. And when you, um, and you sit Sharita and army wife network, you sit at our table and you are the topic of conversation for, (laughs) for us, uh, in any of our military connections too. So, and like, like army wife network, we span all Mm -hmm. branches of the military. Our, uh, studies are in all the branches. And so we're just a tandem uh, I, I love to say ministry because we do piggyback off of each other. And that's key for this culture to know that none of us are limited in our resources, that mm-hmm. there is something for everyone. So um, tell us how many times have you PCS? How many times? I think four. <laughs> I was trying to remember and I was like, I guess if you count the you know, I moved from a different location to go back to the duty station where my mm-hmm. fian- husband, future husband slash fiance was. So I don't know if that counts as one, but 
as far as official PCS moves on orders four times. So we've been from Fort, Fort Riley, Kansas to Fort Benning, and then from Fort Benning to Joint Base Lewis-McChord. So that was a caddy corner move. And then another caddy corner move from JBLM back to Georgia to Dahlonega, and then from Dahlonega to Fort Bliss. So we've not really had any next door moves. We haven't been Oconus yet, haven't really had that opportunity, but we've gotten to see a lot of the country um, and we're really thankful for that. And those are all, <clears throat> those are all some of my favorite, favorite post because mm-hmm. I've been to, I think I've been to just about everyone and spoken at each of those military posts. And I love, I just, you've been great places for sure. We have. Yep. And then your husband has been deployed once, did you say? Uh, he was deployed twice before I joined the military spouse uh-huh. party. And then we did one combat deployment together right when we first got together. That was a 12 monther. And then with one kid, we've done a three monther non-combat rotation. And then with both kids, we've done a nine monther. So yeah. Full life, full circle, yes. full spectrum. All the different flavors of PCSs yeah. and deployments. Absolutely. Absolutely. What is um, the biggest challenge with a military move? What do you feel like for a woman is the biggest challenge? I feel like there's a couple. I would, It's hard to pin down one because there's, of course, wonderful benefits and, and adventures and changes that come. But I think the difficulty comes with what I call the no plan plans. I'm the planner and I love to have a plan and I want to see the plan happen. And with the PCS, I feel like the plans change somewhere between one and 87 times, depending on departure time, when we get there, where we're living, who's doing what, what's been cleared. So I would say the changing of plans is challenging for me personally, but as a woman, I think the community, the tribe, like, because I'm, I, and I, I'm generalizing here and from personal experience and conversations I've had with my husband, I feel like guys, it's very easy for them to make, to have community. And they may not have such a deep need, like with the military experience, they almost have innate community when they show up because they have their battle buddies, they have their unit, they have their command team, fill in the blank. They automatically have people whether or not they're BFFs, they get to interact with humans every day. On the flip side, for women, we can't we normally don't just bond over cracking a beer in the garage and being like, all right, cool, we're hanging out and my bucket's full. There's a lot of logistics that go into that if we're moms, if we're working, like we're at the mercy of our husband's schedule. Um, you know, so there's a lot of, you know, and then building that tribe is the emotional connection piece. And that takes, that can take a while. It's not just, it's not the microwave experience that we need or want sometimes with the military life. And so having the patience to like release, you know, your previous community, knowing that some of those might be lifelong battle buddies and others were for a season and then getting the motivation, the encouragement, the energy to build that at your next place, because it's so important. Boy, you nailed it. it that, that's the voice of the military woman that I talk to, minister mm-hmm. to, love on, the cry of her heart. And it's all part of what 
um, we're all about in you have to let go and you have to start over and you have to move forward. And for a military spouse, you or a military woman, you've got to as much as you loved the post that you were uh, at, as much as you love the women, you've got to begin that letting go process to start over in a new community and move forward. And it does take a lot of trust and faith Mm -hmm. and hope. And, uh, and of course, as you know, we give a woman the tools to do that, whether she's military or civilian, but, um, it, it, it is very hard because women lose that sense of self, that sense Mm. of community, that sense of belonging where, and you're right, even in the corporate world, military world, when a man goes to another job, be he a soldier or a corporate executive, they're waiting on him. I mean, it's like he has instant people around him and a woman has to put down roots all over again. So it is um, a, a huge challenge. And I would say probably that loss of community and uh, connection mm-hmm. is primary for a woman. What was your most difficult PCS and why? (laughs) Oh, I feel like with our PCSs, we're not so great at the timing. I mean, we've sometimes obviously you can't control it. Um, We've been fortunate not to have any super last minute PCSs so far. Um, But the most challenging PCS by far was the first one we did with kids. Um, I was going from Fort Benning to Joint Base Lewis-McChord. So corner to corner with a three-month-old. Like as, and she was my first, obviously. And so, holy buckets. I feel like transitioning into motherhood is challenging in and of itself. And then being like, oh, hey, move all of your household goods. And here's how long you get there. And you you know, we, we don't see where we're going until we show up. Um So it was a, you know, and I'm, I was still adjusting to being a mom coming through probably some postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, stress through the roof. Um, And my husband and I learning how to parent together, driving 3000 miles in a vehicle with a three month old and a small dog. Um, So it was, that was, that was tiring. That was, that was a project. Um, and, and a yeah. struggle and a yeah, struggle. it was a struggle. Yeah, absolutely. It was probably, I just based on what you said, I would imagine it was a, that was, was that your biggest personal struggle? Uh, when yeah. you PCS. Yeah. I would say because, huh, just being, becoming a mom and then trying to figure out mill spouse life things on top of that. Cause I was still a relatively new mill spouse. I've probably been married for two, nope, a year and a half. I don't know the math on that. It was, it, it wasn't super long. And my husband was coming off the trail as a drill sergeant. So we got married. He went to be a drill sergeant, which is super demanding. Um, and then we're doing a cross country boost. So just like the dynamic of like how he can parent and what he can tolerate versus what I can in the car. Like I can't listen to the baby cry, you know, like every time she needs to burp, we get I, like pull over. I got to burp the baby. 
And he's like, we're never going to get there. And I was like, I don't care. I can't listen to her cry. Um, so all the logistics of a normal PCS plus like how to parent, um, that was, it was a long trip. <laughs> and, you know, I bet that you are speaking to the heart of so many women listening and they're saying, gosh, I may not be military, but that's me. Mm-hmm. You know, that first move was so hard and, you know, you're going to the unknown. Yep. Uh, you, you know, you don't, you don't have it all mapped out. And mm-hmm. uh, so that is a struggle. And well, tell me, how did God meet you? at your point of need, when you look back on your struggles and uh, difficulties, you know, it's easy to sit here and say everything's fine and pie in the sky. But as women, we struggle, we have, Mm -hmm. uh, when we're uprooted, it's not always easy. How did God meet you at your point of need, Sherita? I feel like the overarching piece of that is he did get us through it. Like, we live to tell about it. We still love each other. We decided to add another kid to the mix a few years later and joint base Lewis McCord was our favorite duty station so far. Um, and so I feel like that experience, like going from Benning to JBLM, we actually had perfect family stops along the way. Um, we made it to Arkansas the first night and my husband's brother lived there. And then we made it to Kansas the next day and my parents live there. And then the next day we went to South Dakota, you know, we took a breather. I think maybe we stayed for, I can't remember a few days in South Dakota. Um, so it was nice to have like the extra support as we went through, um, and just seeing God show up in our people sprinkled through the middle of the United States. Um, and then, you know, how, how he got us to the other side of the country and, helped us to live in a hotel for a month as we waited on a house at JBLM. Um, and just the beauty. I remember arriving in Washington and being like, this is going to be good. Like, this is a really great place. I mean, of course, so green, all that good stuff. Um, I love rain. And so that's my jam. I was so pumped to be there and getting settled. So he introduced us to community pretty quickly. I feel like when we got there and he was, he was just with us every step of the way, even in the moments where my stress level was through the roof, he was there. Well, I think the key phrase you said is that God showed up because, Mm -hmm. you know, we can be at our low point and then God puts someone or something in our life and it's a God moment and, and God shows up. And I think that in a constantly changing world, uh, to hang our, our hat on the fact that God is unchanging and that he is going to show up. And a lot of times we miss that, you know, yep. we're too busy and we miss that, but he shows up. Was, was this a change point in your life or were any of your PCS is a real change point in your life uh, that had an effect on you? Uh, either spiritually or emotionally. I feel like with each move, of course, like every move is a different season of life. And with each season of life, there's new things to learn and grow from. Um, You know, so like our very first PCS, we were newly married. I had, I was like, 
we were going to Fort Benning from Fort Riley. I had went to college in Fort Riley. My parents were in Kansas. You know, I I traveled quite a bit in college, but never like lived in a different time zone yet. Um, and so just learning how the military does PCSs, like watching our couch get loaded in the truck because they couldn't, they couldn't figure out how to get out the door. So they took it off the balcony. I was like, this is what we're doing. Okay. Um, you know, so, but, but really celebrating each of those PCSs as kind of another, like, I don't want to say notch in my belt, but just like another experience of resources I gained, you know, whether it's spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, that God empowered me in those moments to say, oh, you can do this next time you can do this next time you can do this. And now like bringing it, which you mentioned full circle so that, you know, I can come alongside other military spouses be like, congratulations, you're pregnant. Now you're PCSing. Hey, I did that with our second kid. Like that was a fun journey, but we made it through it. So I think with every PCS comes different change, different perspective and different attitude. And you become more experienced with Mm -hmm. each one. You become more, uh, hey, I know what to expect. Mm -hmm. So you can turn around and help the newbie who this is her first one. And isn't that life though? Isn't that part of even that's mentoring, that's having mm-hmm. you come alongside someone that's coming up the journey. Yep. And and that's what, you know, if eventually brings you joy, like brings yeah. you experience, like it motivates me to do the same thing. And it's amazing how the PCS culture gets so quickly ingrained in us. Um, because I mean, like I mentioned, we've been here at, in the Fort Lou or Fort Benning, gosh, where am I? Fort Bliss. That's where we're at the Fort Bliss area for coming up on four years and the middle of last year. And then moving into this year, I was like, I started like cleaning and purging and lightening things. And I was like, Oh, we're overdue for a PCS. Like this is why I'm digging through the master bedroom closet and taking seven bags of clothes to Goodwill or sorting the miscellaneous drawer. Yeah. Um, But, but there's also joy in that because we're not moving. I was like, this is the first time that I'm like lightening and moving and reorganizing and maybe doing a little bit of actual slow and steady redecorating, which I've never really had the opportunity to do. Um, cause we always decorate and put stuff on the walls, but it's never like, I want things to match or, you know, that's not really my gift, but I was like, if I have time to think about it and I'm not like, get the boxes unpacked, get the stuff on the wall. Yeah. Let's go and think about it. Right. And take it like one area at a time. I think there's beauty in that too. What, uh, what encouragement or practical things would you tell uh, a military woman uh, to help her settle in after a PCS? Oh, well, um, I feel like as you're approaching the PCS, the best thing to do is to take a breath, like breathe, know that God's going to be with you in those moments it's going to be unpredictable, but as you mentioned, Susan, we worship an unchanging God, you know, was, is, is to come. The military might change every 15 minutes. It feels like, but God is stable and he's going to be with us through that. And so that's whether we're approaching a PCS for our first time or our seventh time, because everyone is different. Or as we settle in to the new place is like, okay, God, what do you have for me here? Because that's my husband 
is really great at reminding me every time we get orders somewhere and maybe I'm a little less than hooray and enthused, which normally I'm pretty okay with it. But there's been a couple of times is like, uh, or do we have op? No, no options. This is what we're doing. Okay. He always is like, I wonder what God has for, for us there. And it's wonderful, slightly annoying sometimes. Cause I was like, well, let me just, can I just throw a tiny fit? No. Okay. Cause he has a spirit, he has a spiritual gift of faith. Um, and so he's always like, Oh, I want you know, it's, it's a mission field. I wonder what we're going to do when we get there and what God has for us. And I was like, fine. Okay. I'll, I'll go along with it. Sounds good. Um, but I think just knowing that even amidst the changes of household location, zip code and time zone, we worship a God who doesn't change. And that's huge when everything in your life changes. And mm-hmm. that's part of military. It, it, military is change and military yep. is move. And w- do you have a favorite scripture that you could share? I would say, you know, just as a military spouse, and I think it could apply to the PCS experience. Uh, my life verse is 1 Thessalonians 5.24. The one who called you is faithful and he will do it. Uh, that has brought me such comfort over the years because I am a doer. I'm a goer. I'm an achiever. And in those moments of PCS, we want to like take control and hold on to everything with a tight closed fist of like, I'm going to make this happen, gritted teeth, whatever. But knowing that as mill spouses, we have the, you know, mill spouses of faith, we have the opportunity to release that. Like if he's called, if he upstairs, he has called us to this mill spouse life. We can know that he is faithful and ultimately he will do it. And that may be like opening doors like we didn't expect or finding, you know, resources or empowering us to have the energy, the insight, the know-how, the community, the connections to get us through that season. A real anchor, Mm -hmm. a real anchor. I'm a visual learner. And and if anyone is listening out there, I think Sharita is saying, hey, you know, God is your anchor. Mm -hmm. You know, Jesus is who is unchanging and will go with you and and share the verse again. Read it again. Yep. So first Thessalonians 524, the one who called you is faithful and he will do it. I love that. Before we close, tell me what someone might do that's listening that isn't uh, part of the military world. How might she reach out to someone who is a military family that's moved in down the street or in the community? How can she reach Mm. out to her? Oh, man, this makes me sometimes want to wish we were almost born in previous generations um, because I feel like that neighborly spirit is almost lost now. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just me and just where we've lived, but you know, we don't live on post right now. And it would mean so much if we show up and people, you know, non-military folks are like, bring us supper for the night or ask like, Hey, how are you doing? Like, I'm your neighbor would love to know more about you. Like just have the courage to say hello and see how that they can love on that military family because odds are the military family is going to have challenges, obviously that our civilian counterparts may or may not experience. 
There could be a deployment coming down the pipe. They might be an EFMP family. The wife might be really struggling because she left a dream job or her dream community. Um, you know, and so offering just that ministry of presence, showing up and showing love. Love it. I mean, that's pretty pretty basic, pretty simple. And let's get back to old school and mm-hmm. reaching out to our neighbors. And hey, homemade cookies are not old fashioned. Yes, that's for right. Sure, for sure. Sharita, you've been a delight. Not only do I love you, you're a daughter of my heart, but it's just been so great having you share your heart uh, with me. And I look forward to seeing you again, but I just thank you so much for being on my podcast, Hope for the Uprooted. And with that, I am going to say, I will see you again to all my listeners. Don't you catch that? I will see you again to all my listeners. I thought that was kind of cute, catchy, but until we meet again, remember always move closer to Jesus because it just doesn't get better than that. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Hope for the Uprooted with Susan Miller is a production of Just Move Ministry. Just Move Ministry is a nonprofit, non-denominational ministry dedicated to the emotional well-being, spiritual growth, and ongoing resilience of women uprooted by a move or other major life change. Susan Miller is the founder of Just Move Ministry and the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked. Around the world, women uprooted by a move are gathering in After the Boxes Are Unpacked study groups. Together, they form friendships and find belonging in a new community while seeking to understand how God is using their move to grow and deepen them. Learn more at justmoved.org, where you can sign up for weekly words of encouragement, subscribe to Bloom, an inspirational publication, and read new articles every month that inform and inspire. Join the Just Moved community and the Just Moved community Facebook group, a place to connect with and be encouraged by other women anticipating or recovering from a move.